So it's actually normally happy Friday. It's actually happy Sunday today. So I very diligently recorded a podcast because that's what I do every Friday. However, it was 5.30am in the morning and I was in a very thick stoned um, bed and breakfast. So although it said it was recording, I think the beauty of that podcast is just, yeah, it wasn't recorded. So let's hope I can go through everything um, as brilliantly as I did first time round. So apologies if you have been uh, following the link and obviously seeing that there isn't a new podcast, but there is a podcast now. And hopefully this is going to record because I am back in the UK. I had a wonderful time at a Wildview retreat. If you are listening and you're on the retreat, wow, it was just absolutely incredible. I would say certainly if you weren't on the retreat, the take homes from the nutrition talks, um, just to reassure you guys, we are all exactly um, where we need to be. So definitely, um, I think my take homes were about having more vegetables, more fiber, more variety, uh, making sure that we are really being quite protein centric with our meals to support our training, making sure that we have um, a nice balance of carbohydrates uh, with our majority carbohydrates being complex ones. Um, obviously just making sure that we get that that plate method really embedded. So obviously we all know what that is now. Half a plate of um, non-starchy carbohydrates, that would be your salad leaves, your green vegetables, that quarter of your plate being your lean protein source, whether that's plant-based or not. I do have some um, exciting recipes, so keep an eye on Instagram. going to be uh, trying to do some exciting things with uh, tempeh. So the amazing um, chef Laura has certainly inspired me to be more creative with my plant-based proteins. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and then obviously making sure that we are including um, really lovely and delicious healthy fats in our diet as well. But um, there certainly wasn't anything I think that we aren't already talking about in this wonderful group already. So be reassured. So today's podcast, I asked you guys to tell me what you wanted and a number of you all came back with the same issue. And that issue, and I don't think there's anyone in this group who is not busy and trying to juggle a zillion things. And it really is about the fact that you're struggling to fit it all in. So how can you have it all? How can you live in a body that looks, feels and performs optimally, um, that's training consistently, that's sort of uh, prioritising protein and vegetables at um, all meals, um, that you are getting your steps in, you're getting your training in, you know, you're having time to plan and think about meals. How can you do that and still keep up with the zillion different demands that you have placed on you? Like, um, work and children and trying to have a social life. So how can you have it all? I'm hoping, I'm really hoping, I know it was magic last time, let's just say it's going to be magic this time too, that I want to help you out and make sure that I give you some tips. So my first tip about time management is that I can firstly tell you that if you are just um, basically going on a bit of a wing and a prayer and you're just thinking each week, you will magically find um, these golden moments to do your food prep, to do your workouts, to go out and have a walk. It isn't going to happen. So you aren't going to have the brain space in a busy week to then find time to do these things. So you have to plan. Obviously, if you're not struggling and you're not planning, that's fine. But I would imagine if you're listening to this podcast, you are struggling. 
And it doesn't mean that you have to have a rigid plan. You have to have flexibility because things are always going to shift and change in life. So obviously children's, for example, after school clubs might suddenly change and that might throw out your routine or um, your work shift pattern might change that could throw out your routine. So I think it's best, at least initially, whilst you're embedding these habits to think about one week at a time and have a plan for that week. Put it in your diary. I think I say this a lot, but it will be really much more like, well, it will happen if it's in your diary. If it's not in your diary and you're just expecting to find yourself twiddling your thumbs with 45 minutes and you're not sure what to do with it and then you think, oh, I'll just go work out. That isn't going to happen. I don't think that's ever happened to me. I've always had to have a plan of when this is going to happen. So certainly looking at your calendar for this next week going forward, this coming out on a Sunday is perfect timing. Um, And if you're coming in um, from the Portugal retreat and you're going to be resetting with me on Wednesday, what better time to look at your diary going forward? And I want you to have a think about where your three training slots can be. And then I want you to think about the time that you can allocate to those slots and you need to be realistic. So the other thing is sometimes when you are initially trying to embed these new habits that you haven't had before, you need to lower the bar for entry. And it might be initially for the first for the first week or if you've got such a frenetic week going forward that you're just going to earmark 10 minutes in the morning. And there are loads and loads of options in the app. So again, if you don't have access to these options and you're a newbie and you just want me to um, give you access maybe to the 10 minute strength and cardio, I can certainly pop those in the app. Because again, it's much less daunting if you're just looking for a 10 minute window rather than sort of a bigger, chunkier 45 minute window. So if that kind of feels like that's something helpful, I try not to put too many workouts in the app when you first join me because it can be overwhelming. But each Equally, if you are feeling overwhelmed by the length of workouts, um, there are other options that I can easily pop in. So sort of just let me know that you need them. You also need to stop being a perfectionist. So maybe you would like to do the sort of set workout. So whatever that is, workout one, or if you are graduated, maybe the bingo, and that's your expectation every week. It might be some weeks you just need to lower your expectations and embrace imperfect action. So it'd be much better on a really busy week for you to do three 10 minute strength workouts and get your steps in and um, have protein-centric meals rather than beat yourself up about it. So there's going to be flex, there's got to be flow. The demands on your time are always going to be changing. But as long as you sort of secure and ring fence some time for exercise, it means when life allows it, you can start to grow um, those amounts of time. And actually, once you've got the lycra on, it's much easier to actually just continue and carry on. The amount of times we probably um, can just waste 10 minutes getting sucked into Facebook, going down an Instagram hole. You know, you we all have obviously the same amount of hours in the day and you just have to sometimes do a bit of a time audit and understand where you're losing your time and where you could maybe grab some time back. So if you're, um, if you have the habit of checking your phone straight away in the morning, like 
firstly, obviously, that's not probably fantastic because what it does is it puts other people's needs before your own and starts telling you about what's going on in the outside world. I want you to be a bit more inward focused and wake up and do your one thing. So if that one thing is your workout, you go straight to the app, you get your workout on straight away and you do that before you lose 10, 20 minutes kind of checking emails, responding to WhatsApps, getting sucked into Facebook. And you just have to be very um, determined that that's your one thing you're doing today and get it done before um, anything else starts to creep in. And uh, then our attention is diverted all over the place. We're thinking about a million different things, feeling overwhelmed, think we definitely can't fit in our workout. But there is research that actually exercising for 30 minutes makes, well, they did a a research in an office and they found that those office workers that took 30 minutes to exercise were much, much more productive. So again, in your head, you need to rationalise the fact that although you're taking out 30 minutes, 40 minutes to exercise, it's actually going to benefit you. It's going to make you more productive. So you gain back that time. So again, not having time because you're too busy at work. If you were more productive in your time at work because you'd exercise and you're feeling amazing, you're going to win back that time. So again, just remembering um, that basically it is win-win, but you need to plan it in. When is your golden hour? For me, it's always 6am. It's always going to be before the world starts asking me to do other things. If I waited for a lunchtime slot or an evening slot, I know personally, hand on heart for me, that wouldn't happen. And again, research shows that those people that um, sort of dedicate a morning slot to exercise are much more likely to hit their exercise goals. Because again, you are not running that risk of suddenly being invited out for a drink or um, suddenly feeling like you have to maybe go and do something child related or feel like you really need to be starting to make the dinner and now isn't the optimum time and your other things unexpected things might get in the way so really be honest with yourself if you don't like exercising in the mornings I'm not saying you have to but definitely just start to think about where your windows are And again, if you really and seriously look at your diary and you can't find even sort of 10, 20 minutes, three times a week to put in some training, then I think you really, really need to start thinking about your kind of life work balance because you are going to be heading for burnout and then you are absolutely no good to anyone. And you may obviously get to retirement, hopefully, Um, without burning out, but then you're not going to be living in a body that looks, feels and performs awesomely. You're going to be burnt out, tired, not living in a body that feels very healthy, probably not living in a body that looks the way you want it to do. And certainly one that isn't going to be performing brilliantly and hopefully taking you on wild adventures in your retirement. So you have to start banking time to look after yourself now this kind of stuff, it just doesn't wait. And the fundamentals of working out three times a week, hitting 10,000 steps a day and balancing your nutrition in line with your body composition goal, we just need to really make sure that this is kind of at the forefront because it's going to look after the future you and make sure that, you know, the future you is going to have fun. You want to live in a body that's fun, that can do amazing things, that can lift up heavy things, that can you know, run if it needs to, you know, everything that you're you're wanting for your future you is dependent on the you of today prioritising this stuff. So it really is non-negotiable. You can have, um, 
you can have the body composition that you know you have to have for certain reasons so it might be at some points in your life you're living in a bigger body other times you're living in a smaller body but the one thing that is 100% non-negotiable is fitness good nourishing nutrition um, and obviously movement just to make you feel awesome fat stores will come they will go but please always remember you need to be nourishing for your amazing body and you need to be moving and training to keep it strong the other um part which is obviously your body composition is going to flex and change and once you've got these tools you can take your body composition into whatever direction you want but let's get those basics right first of movement training and really good nourishing foods and getting that energy balance right so that kind of talks quite a bit about the training side so what can you do about the shopping side it can feel really super overwhelming I think I've talked about it already, but I really have started to enjoy um, doing my Aldi shop. I can go to uh, my online shopping basket. I can just repeat the shop that I did like two weeks ago or three weeks ago, obviously ensuring that I'm, you know, making sure that the vegetables that I'm choosing are, there's a variety of those. So I'm not just sort of sticking with apples and bananas, always kind of getting different fruits and veggies in and rotating those. But the basics, the proteins that I like always stay the same. Um, sort of the yogurt that I buy always stays the same. The types of grains or beans in tins that I buy will always stay the same. And the fantastic thing, I think if you do any online shop, is it gives you a visual view of your shopping basket. So it's really good then to have a little check-in with yourself when you look through your shopping basket. Are those the things that you want to be in your environment? And if the answer is, oh, I feel, you know, that that I'm buying that for someone else maybe but you know if I start eating those I'm just gonna you know not be able to stop and you're early on in your journey do yourself a favor and take those things out of your shopping basket you need to set your environment up for success you don't don't rely on willpower it doesn't exist if every time you walk into the kitchen there are highly palatable calorie dense foods that you know you struggle with um initially at least obviously eventually I want you to be at peace with all foods and be able to have anything in your house but initially if you're starting out on this journey don't have them in the house similarly if you're buying them in for your children I think particularly after coming off the retreat I've certainly been thinking a lot more about the sugar in all of these products and our children do not need added any more added sugar so again they are also going to struggle much more if that um, type of easily accessible, highly processed food is available and easy to reach, you know, little packets of whatever, they're going to be much more likely to go and be eating a lot more sugar than they need. So certainly for my shopping going forward, much more, I'm not just going to be thinking about myself, but also thinking about the food environment I want to create for my kids. Because I do know when those foods aren't in the house, they go for the fruit or they go and get some um, homemade granola and eat it or some frozen peas because we're strange in our house and we just like eat, eating frozen peas because they are actually very sweet. But I know if there were other more highly processed um, foods, they would go to those first. So definitely look through that sort of visual um, food basket. I actually think it's quite a clever way to do your shopping. It takes like literally two minutes because you can just repeat order quickly um, visually look through it, check that that environment that you are creating is setting you up for success. Take out anything that is not serving you, that isn't going to serve you. 
doesn't mean you can't have those foods, but make those your occasional foods. They don't need to be your majority foods, the foods that you're confronted with each time you open the fridge or the freezer or the cupboard. Um, Also just thinking about um, grains and Again, in an ideal world, we'd all be soaking our grains, would probably be after the retreat, sprouting our grains even, but that can wait. If you are just starting out on your journey with including more nourishing foods, help yourself out, get some pre-cooked grains, just buy them. You can buy them in absolutely every supermarket there is now. In the same way, you can also buy um, cooked protein sources. Plant-based ones are in all of the shops. I'm not saying that some of them aren't highly processed. They are, but they probably have really good protein content. You can obviously buy cooked chicken if you eat meat. So you can basically ensure that if you looked in your fridge, you could pull together a balanced plate in about three minutes. So say, for example, you've got three minutes, you need to make a nourishing plate, you've got a bag of salad, you've got some pre-cooked grains, and you've got some pre-cooked protein, you can put that on your plate, you can drizzle over or um, a little bit of olive oil, crumble on some feta, sprinkle of seeds, and you have got an amazing lunch or dinner. And it literally can take seconds And similarly, if you are more reliant on going into a supermarket for your lunch, you can do exactly the same thing. Why not have a stock of seeds at work and maybe like a different type of crumbly cheese to go on top of a salad? Again, think about how much of that you need. It is just a flavour. It's just a little um, drizzle or crumble. So again, that could last you the whole week. And then you just buy a fresh bag of salad leaves, get your cooked protein and get some of these pre-cooked grains. So it doesn't have to be intensive. You don't have to be a slave to the kitchen or prepping, but you need to have clever tools um, just so you can, again, create these wonderful meals really, really super quickly. But don't be too precious. Don't try to be perfect. Try to be um, imperfectly in action. So always thinking about how you can make the best of any situation. So what haven't I spoken about? So again, another thing, so a mindset shift. I think, again, it can all be super overwhelming. So I've already said, if any of this sounds too much and you're feeling super overwhelmed and not doing any of it, again, that thing about lowering the bar. So it might be for one week, you just have a focus on maybe doing your press ups and starting to prepare a breakfast that has 25 grams of protein in it. And that's going to be it for week one. That's your one focus. And then you can get that nailed. Once you've nailed that, it's going to start to be automated. So you always do your 10 press ups and you've always got an amazing, I don't know, just for example, not that it's my absolute favorite, but you know, a jar of overnight oats with 25 grams of protein powder in there. So you know you're hitting your protein in the morning and you're not going to worry so much about the other things. They're your sort of non-negotiables for that week. Then week two, you could start to think about lunch. By week three, you're hopefully starting to think about increasing the length of your workout. So it's not just press-ups, it's also and starting to get a workout in and steps are starting to build up. But don't be overwhelmed. I set targets for everyone. um, But if you need me to help you personalize those, you obviously tag me on the group. Or if you're having one-to-one coaching, you just need to yell at me. We can change it. This has to be setting you up for success. I want you to succeed. You um, You really can't fail as long as you stay in action doesn't matter how imperfect that action is. It's just little nudges. 
Uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. And these lifestyle changes, you may have had some behaviours that have taken years to develop. So this is also going to take us time to develop these new behaviours. You definitely just need to embrace that movement and that sort of nudge in the direction you want to go. And remember that just being here, so being here in this group um, means that you don't have to do anything. No one's going to force you. Nobody can force you. But instead, when you're thinking, oh, I have to eat healthily today, you don't have to eat healthily today. You can eat in whichever way you choose, but you do get to eat healthily today. You do get to make that choice that's going to move you closer to the you of the future that you're wanting. In the same way, you can think about your steps in that sense. So lots of us have probably recently experienced um, having to isolate and not be able to go out and get our steps. But again, now you might feel like, oh, I have to go out and get 10,000 steps. You don't have to, but you do get to. You also get to train. You don't have to train. And just remembering that. So flipping it around in your head and really changing your mindset. It's an amazing privilege for all of us in this position to be able to go out and buy whatever food we want, to be able to um, go out and get our steps in, to be able to train. It's all, you know, it's a brilliant position to be in and we just need to flip around our mindset. You don't have to do this. Nobody's going to force you, but you do get to do it if you want to. So just again, checking in with yourself, making sure that the things that you are doing, so your actions are in line with the goal you're trying to pursue because it can lead to a cycle of frustration if you're continually doing things that aren't lining up with your goal. So just again, reflecting on that, hopefully all of you have written down what your goal is for this sort of six weeks. So do just keep sort of checking in. And I'm not saying every action you do needs to line up with your goal, but your majority of actions do if you're going to not sort of just get trapped in the cycle of being and um, feeling really really kind of frustrated that things aren't moving in the direction you want. Oh, other things, other things. So there were some other questions. Hopefully that's given you some ideas about how to have it all, be busy while still moving towards your goals. So generally, I think the gist is automate as much as possible. So things like shopping. The other thing I didn't mention about nutrition is repeat meals. So I would say I probably have two or three breakfasts I rotate between. Might be sourdough um, with smoked salmon and a poached egg, or it might be protein pancakes, or the majority of my breakfasts are um, a variation of overnight oats. Um, so probably those three I have on rotation because I know they contain at least 25 grams of protein. I absolutely adore all of them. And again, I will vary things. So maybe different seeds in the overnight oats, different berries, etc. But generally I've got that sort of template for breakfasts and I have a very similar one for lunch times too. So probably like a beanie base and then with like prawns or chorizo or maybe tuna and capers and then maybe sort of cracking an egg in as well because I do love an egg as anyone who's been here a little while probably knows. But again, the more you automate it, the less you have to think about it. So just finding maybe two or three recipes that you really like for breakfast that contain the right amount of protein 
do the same for lunch, do the same for dinner, and then you can cycle them and vary them. I think for everybody, dinner probably is the one where you're probably wanting the most sort of freedom and flexibility, particularly if you're sitting down and eating with the family. But again, if you use the plate method, there shouldn't be any meal that you can't sit down to and eat with your family. But again, if there really aren't any meals you can sit down and eat with your family, it might be about sort of really reflecting and thinking about if that really is the case, maybe everybody needs to be looking at more nourishing foods because it's great to be thinking about looking after ourselves, but also that just kind of little mindfulness about um, sort of sugar or very processed foods probably aren't going to be doing any of us any favours. So it is nice to be obviously sharing those meals. But in the same way, I think it's also super important that we don't attach any kind of moral judgment towards sort of the food decisions we make. So obviously some foods might be more nourishing for our bodies and for our recovery. And obviously the majority of the time I want us to be thinking about that, thinking about nourishment, looking at plates once we've sort of served up dinner and thinking, well, what more could I add to this? Like, how could I create a bit more variety? Could I get in some more healthy fats? Could I put maybe some seeds on this? You know, what could I do to make this meal more nutrient dense? And I think that's a really sort of nice way to look at it, but also to kind of let go of moral judgments around Um, foods that maybe previously you feel have to be completely avoided like white pasta, white bread and again really trying to sort of become more sort of neutral about those foods and make sure that they can happily have a place in your diet too because I think sort of calling them bad um, or sort of you know good carbohydrates, bad carbohydrates definitely isn't going to help you on this journey. So instead thinking about majority sort of carbohydrates that you have are going to be those complex ones. However, your minority carbs might still be the occasional donut or um, some delicious white pasta, for example. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with those more sort of simple, less complex carbohydrates. And actually, if you're training, the time to get those uh, more processed carbohydrates in would be actually after training with some protein, because that's going to help with protein synthesis. And it's going to help you actually build some muscle, because it's going to help open up the cell wall and help that protein get in really nice and quickly for recovery. So again, if you want spaghetti bolognese with white pasta, it might be that you have that Um, on an evening after you've trained and you know then that you're actually nourishing your body, you're getting that protein straight into those muscles and it gives you a bit of what you fancy, which is always fantastic. We are nearly there. I think I'm probably chatting just as long, if not longer than I did before. I've had a query about fasted cardio, just to let you know, for women particularly, there's no benefit to fasted cardio. I always feel like eating um, is very individual to the person training. I know if I was training very early in the morning, I'd probably have a rapidly absorbable um, carbohydrate, like a banana. If I was training really soon, Um, I'd probably even just have like half a banana. So just a little something to give me um, some sugar in my bloodstream before training. I can't train, particularly if it involves any kind of getting up and off the floor, if I've eaten a meal that's got fats in it and protein in it, because your stomach will be so busy digesting that food that you... um, 
as soon as that blood flows in away from your stomach and into your muscles, you're probably going to feel quite sick. But certainly, if you can have um, something to eat before training, that's fantastic. If you train perfectly adequately without eating beforehand, also perfectly fine, but there's no benefit to fasted cardio. And really, just to remind you all again, um, I do hear people talk a lot about wanting to be in the fat burning zone um, for exercise. So just so you know, when your body is working at lower intensity states, so probably like poodling around the house or um, going for kind of a bit of a stroll, that's when your body can um, break down fat for its energy. However, I think that misleads people into thinking, oh, okay, so if I do lots of um, that type of low intensity workout, then I'll use up my fat stores. And that is only going to be true if at the end of that day, your body is in a calorie deficit. So if you eat enough energy for your activity levels, it won't matter what type of exercise you've been doing. If you're in a uh, sort of neutral balance at the end of the day, your body composition and your fat stores won't change. So just really sort of trying to get away. I think those terms are really um, misleading. Um, So obviously you're only ever going to start using up your energy stores if you're in in an energy deficit. And how you create that ideally is going to be a combination of doing sort of low intensity exercise, obviously like walking, and obviously the training is going to burn up some calories as well. But I'm only ever putting all of you into quite a gentle deficit anyway, if you are after fat loss. But just to remind you, just to kind of, I think it can be very confusing about sort of fat burning. Just make sure that you know your energy balance for your goals and stick with that and train how you enjoy training. And as always, I would always try and say, try and stop um, associating your training with burning calories. That's not why we train. We train to um, get strong, to change our body composition, to feel awesome. Hmm. So I only had one other um, lovely member who just came back to me just saying that they're feeling really tired and hungry and feel this need for more carbohydrates. And if you are the person who asked this question, I want you to double check Um, maybe calibrate again for a day if you're okay using tracking or just sort of write down what you're eating for a day and check you're getting your energy balance right because all of you I do set quite gentle realistic um, calorie deficit targets if um, if you are meeting your energy balance for the day I then want you to look at how you're getting your calories are you getting enough protein in because if you're not getting your 25 grams of protein in four times a day you probably are going to feel more hungry than if you were hitting your protein target because protein is going to keep you feeling fuller for longer. And then also looking at bulking out with voluminous foods that um, aren't particularly energy dense. So if you are feeling hungry, make your plates bigger. I like to eat massive plates, but my plates of food, um, I would always probably, if I was serving up into a bowl, um, just layer the bottom with baby spinach, for example, or have some kale or some broccoli. But again, I mean, you can have a whole head of broccoli if you want to. You can have loads of cauliflower. So I would say just look at adding in more volume through these um, those types of foods that aren't particularly calorie dense, but they're high in volume, they're high in fibre. And if you're hitting your protein, you're having loads of um, really high fibre, low calorie vegetables and eating in bigger volumes, 
um, and meeting your energy balance and you're still feeling hungry, you'd probably be quite rapidly losing fat, in which case maybe your activity levels are much higher than we thought. Um, And that's just a little word on it as well. If you are um, not doing so much resistance training and you are doing a lot more cardio, so running or going for extremely long walks, that is going to make you hungrier, which is why if you are after a body composition shift into a leaner body, I would much prefer that you brought down the cardio and started working out with resistance, be that body weight or using weights. So obviously, similar to the workouts in the video, it's a mixture of getting your heart rate up, but also using your body weight and weights for resistance, because running lots is definitely going to peak your hunger. Doing lots of cardio, spinning, etc. is going to peak your hunger. And you're not actually going to be moving towards your goal if that is to live in a leaner body composition. We need to actually make you some lean metabolic muscle. On that note, and I'm really hoping now I'm back in the UK that that is going to have absolutely recorded perfectly. Um, Any questions for next week's podcast, it will be coming out on Friday. If you can, I would really, really, really love it. If you can share this with anyone it would be useful for, if you can tag me on Instagram, if you read it, if you listen to it and enjoy it, do give me feedback via the app on the group. And if you're listening to this and you're not yet a challenger and you think it sounds really interesting, and there will be a reset happening before Christmas. So um, just drop me a message and I can tell you all about it. If you're listening and you're on the Portuguese retreat with me, I'm welcoming some of you guys in on Wednesday, which I'm super excited about. Um, But stay well, stay awesome. My challenge to all of you this week is to look at your plate of food when you have dished it up and ask yourself, could I be adding in more nourishment for my body? Because I guarantee you the minute you start turning this around, looking at making your meals more satisfying, more nourishing, more pleasurable, the much uh, you'll be much less likely to be scurrying around in the kitchen looking for things to kind of fill that void and that hole. So let's make our meals more satisfying and more nourishing this week. Guys, stay amazing and I'll speak to you next week. All right, bye.